You are listening to Latter Day Heart to Heart, a podcast where we discuss some of our favorite conference talks and apply them to our daily lives. I am Maddie, the mom. And I'm the daughter, Rochelle. Today we will discuss Come and Belong, a talk given by Dieter F. Uchtdorf in the April 2020 conference. Welcome back to Latter-day Heart to Heart. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for your kind words and encouragement this past week about our podcast. We love being able to provide you with content that you will love as well. We want to continue to provide a space for loving and inquisitive discussions about topics that are so special to us. We are so thankful to you for being so supportive. If you want to know how you can support us more, please follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Latter-day Heart to Heart. Leave us a review, but only if it's going to be a good one, um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to tell those you know who you think would love this podcast as much as you about us. Yes, and share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. Yes, our Facebook group is Latter Day Heart to Heart, and it's a public group. So you, if you're invited to that, you can actually join because it's a public. It's open to everybody. Yeah, you don't even have yeah. to be invited or request. You can just follow yeah. us immediately. And if you have a friend who you think might need some words of wisdom <laughs> by my daughter and I, <laughs> or just inspiration oh. or just a spiritual yeah. thought. <laughs> You know, some like, yeah, some like nice little pep talk in the morning to get you going. Invite them, invite, 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 invite. All right, Rochelle, so we should share another thing about us because we have such an interesting lives, don't we? Yeah, we're going to get let the people get to know us very slowly. All right, so you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, well, it kind of goes good because I was thinking that we should tell everybody um how your dad and I met oh okay yeah go ahead you know that story Mm -hmm. so my husband and I met when I moved away from Puerto Rico I went to Utah my husband is from here from um Ethica, New York, where Cornell University is he went to Utah Utah, I guess for what like all these lakes here he moved to Utah to go water skiing yeah (laughs) I know I, the, and his excuse is, well, my friend had a boat. You need a boat to go water skiing. I know. Most people so, come to Utah to go to school. But my dad was like, school? I'll go water skiing. And he was like, I think he was like six, seven, just barely 17 years old uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah. So he went with his best friend, Jim Zimmerman, who passed away. And my know. dad was devastated about that because so they were really good friends since they were little. Mm-hmm. And we met. We met through um, a church activity. Mm-hmm. We went ice skating and he held my hand because let's just be real. This Chiquita Banana does not know how to ice skate. Okay, mom, but you're skipping the most important part. Who? Okay, so my mom goes to this young single adults activity. She got there a little bit late. Nobody was in the parking lot except for this one lone man in a truck. And the guy was like, oh, hey, are you going to that activity? And my mom was like, yes. And he was like, oh, well, do you want to ride with me? And then in between the lines, alone in my truck. And my mom was like, uh, it's the 80s and in the 80s we're really silly and so she just went 
<laughs> and it wasn't it like south where was the ice skating rink was it in like spanish fork or it was south i know that it was kind of like in a more rural area no it was like in it was like yeah, it was like the south of Provo. So it was, it was it was Utah Lake. Yeah, and right now it's very like well populated and and <laughs> it has houses and stuff, but back then it was just like farmland. So here's my mom in the 80s being crazy going with this stranger like in the dark out into this room. I'm like, "Mom, you could have died." Like luckily my dad's nice, but I mean, Hello, Ted Bundy. I just remember being very close to the door with my door there and just thinking, oh my gosh, how long? And I kept asking, how much longer until we get there? But yeah, he was a nice guy. He's and nice. I have met him before, like from far away. So I knew that he was legit. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> I was really scared. I was kind of scared. Um, because, you know, I did have a date with somebody else. I was going dancing, so I had to go to my apartment and change my clothes. So I had time to hide, but I yeah. did. I did change my clothes. <laughs> so um, so then I came down, and we have been, I remember that we started We started dating in mid-January, mm-hmm. and we got married in on May 5th. Yeah, very fast. <laughs> three, I think it's like three and a half months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we've been married for almost 32 years this may yeah yeah something worked out and you better be happy that it did because you are here i know (laughs) (laughs) so you want to share how you met brian sure so let's see so i was sort of kind of seeing a guy at the time um my friend and i we had I was having my birthday on August 26th, and her birthday was on August 20th, so we just decided to do a combined birthday party, and so we just had, like, a bunch of people come, and a lot of people were strangers. We didn't even know them. They were just, like, friends of friends, and one of our mutual friends um, invited two boys who had just gotten home from their mission a week before, and I remember her approaching me before the birthday party being like, hey, I have two friends that just got home from their missions, so I'm trying to, like, throw them back into society and like hanging out with girls and stuff do you mind if they come and I was like yeah totally like have them come and so they show up and I was like oh Brian must be um still in like missionary mode so instead of giving him a hug like I normally would give somebody that I just met I was like that might overwhelm him because he just got home. So I'm going to just shake his hand. And he makes fun of me to this day. And he was like, yeah, I don't even know why I asked you on a date. You like shook my hand the first time I met you. And I was like, I was trying to be, make you feel comfortable. Um, so I was dating a guy at the time and, um, I bought tickets to a concert for me and that guy that I was dating. Um, but before the concert happened, that guy and I just kind of parted ways. Um, and so I had like this extra ticket and I was like, I don't know who to bring. I don't, I want to go to the concert, but I don't want to go by myself. And my friend, uh, Carissa was like, well, why don't you just ask Brian to go? And I was like, oh yeah, totally. So I got to the concert by myself because I didn't want to go to the concert with a stranger. Um, so I met Brian at the concert and we had a good time. And then, you know, we just hit it off from there. So. There you go. And I'm so glad they got together because I love my grandkids. More <laughs> the than consequences us. of that is I got my grandkids. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep Brian. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Totally we, we, you know, like, you know, he's a, he's a good dude. And he actually shook her hand. <laughs> yeah. 
I was trying to make him feel comfortable. He'd only been home for like two days. Oh, it was so funny. He probably was like, oh, okay. The first time with a girl and she just shook my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like we said in our intro, I am the queen of diving right in, Rochelle. So yep. let's do it. Yeah. We are going to be discussing an amazing talk by Didier F. Utdorf called Come and Belong. Now, I, I, I love Elder Udorf. I mean, he's awesome. He's from Germany, and he always he always gives such an inspiring, inspiring talks, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I love his talks. I, I really like it. So, he's just really genuine and, and caring, and that definitely can be received whenever he gives a talk. I can, like, feel that he cares and loves us. So I know. And he's a retired pilot, so... Mm-hmm. The so big he's handsome. Church is how many references he's going to say about airplanes during his talk. Yeah, and he always does. <laughs> and he never fails. So here we go. As much as we love to discuss the entire talk, Rochelle, because we could do And there's that so many good things hours. in this talk, for sure. Because <laughs> it's seriously that good, really. It's really good. So we're, we're encouraging you. I mean, Rochelle always puts the link to the talk. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we're going to share our two most favorite quotes, which was hard, people. It was was hard. And discuss them for a little bit. This talk focuses on inviting and welcoming all to come and belong. Okay, so do you want me to go with my favorite talk? Actually, you go first because yours is in the beginning. Okay, yeah. Um, I was also going to say that um, I read this talk um, at like a really... um, I, critical time in my life, I felt like I didn't feel like I belonged in the church. And so this really helped me a lot. I just, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of always felt like that because in New York, I feel like I'm a little bit too much for my New York friends. But then sometimes in Utah, I can feel like I'm not spiritual enough. So I always kind of feel like neither here nor there. And I'm like trying to find my place and like where I fit. Um, and so this talk really helped me a lot. So and I'm glad you share that because you're not alone on that. I, I mean, know. we all go through this, you mm-hmm. know, we all go through that. So I'm, I'm glad that you were so honest about that because well, sometimes I, I feel that way. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, I can guarantee you that a lot of women here, you know, we all go through our ups and downs and different seasons. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. It's, it's kind of a lonely feeling, but once you start talking about it, you realize that a lot of people feel that way. And so that we're, we're not alone in trying to find our place. And... <laughs> okay, so um, my one of my favorite quotes is right at the beginning. And he, Elder Uchtdorf, says, we love him, and he's referring to Christ. And he says, we love him and we honor him because of his profound and eternal love. Jesus Christ suffered and died for you and me, which is so good that we're talking about this because we just had Easter. Um, he broke open the gates of death, shattered the barriers that separated friends and loved ones, and brought hope to the hopeless, healing to the sick, and, the de- and deliverance to the captive. To him, we dedicate our hearts, our lives, and our devotion. For this reason, we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, and we preach of Christ, that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Um, and then wow, it continues. Isn't awesome. that awesome? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful way to put it. Like, and I, I think that it. it's just so nice to reflect on that, considering we just had Easter. And, you know, that's what Easter's about. It's about all the things that he did for us in taking partaking in the atonement and doing that for us so and a continuum too because i love the part that he said 
shattered the barriers that separate friends and loved ones and brought hope. Mm-hmm. That is so fitting right now. So many of our friends, at least my friends, have been losing their parents mm-hmm. either because of age, illness, or because of COVID-19. You know, yeah. the, so many people have been losing so many of their loved yeah. ones. And it's nice to know that he broke the barriers that we're going to see them again. Yeah. And that is so powerful because some people think that death is the end. Yeah. You know, and it's just wonderful to know that we're going to see them again. And he broke that barrier for us. Yeah. And I, I never realized um, how unique our perspective on death is until, I mean, we grew up in upstate New York. We grew up in Syracuse, um, which is a predominantly Catholic catholic uh city um and i remember going to my very first catholic funeral and it was it was i just remember feeling very sad and i know that they believe in life after death but i don't know if they talk about it very much because i just remember it being very somber and the daughter of one of the the woman that died just feeling like i'm never going to see my mom again and I just thought that was really sad. And I, I wish that she knew what we knew. And I think that you actually did talk to her about it and just be like, well, we believe in our faith that we will be reunited and that we'll continue to live with them. And, and that life is just a life on earth is just like a small part of the journey. Um, but yeah, when you go to a when you go to a LDS uh, funeral, it's much more happy not because we're not, we don't miss them but because we just know that this is a small part of life and um we're gonna see them again so yeah. um so then it continues on um being a disciple of jesus christ involves much more than talking about christ and preaching about christ the savior himself restored his church to help us on the path to become more like him the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints is structured to provide opportunities to practice the fundamentals of discipleship through our participation in the church we learn to recognize and act on the promptings of the spirit we develop the disposition of reaching out and compassion and kindness to others and this is my favorite part it says this is an effort of a lifetime and it requires practice so don't be hard on yourself if you're not acing it right away it's going to take a lifetime and beyond to perfect this so we have plenty of time <laughs> because you know how many times i like go oh my gosh i'm losing it i end up feeling very compassionate to this person right now yeah and i feel bad but then you have a time to just like shake it off and continue on the next day so you know you just get better every day um, what is it? Practice makes it better. Yeah, and I was just about to say we just watched Finding Nemo the other day, and I was like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Exactly, just keep going. So, what was one of your favorite quotes, Mom? So, one of my favorite quotes is, let's see. There's so many. It's I hard know, to choose. So many. Okay, so let me just go ahead and, and yes, let's do this one. Because I love this one. Okay. It says, when a child runs away from home, he or she may not notice the concerned parents looking out the window. With tender hearts, they watch their son or daughter go, hoping their precious child will learn something from this heart-treading experience and perhaps see life with new eyes and eventually return home. So it is with our loving Heavenly Father. He is waiting for our return. That's so cute. Tears and love and compassion in his eyes awaits your return. Even when you feel far away from God, 
he will see you. He will have compassion for you and run to embrace you. And I love that uh, later on, like follow below, it says, <clears throat> you don't have to walk this road alone. Our heavenly father has not left us to wander in darkness. Yeah. So I love that because it is true. You know, I never had a child that ran away from my home. Thanks heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, they went away for college. Yeah. But then, you know, you still, you know, you still wonder. And I, it breaks my heart when I hear about parents that, you know, their child just goes and never has those connections again with them, you know, and yeah. you wonder about them. I mean, we see that on the scriptures too. Mm -hmm. The prodigal son. The, the prodigal son, you know, how mm -hmm. the father went to, he was so joyful that his son had returned. So, and that's the way the heavenly father feels about us when we wander a little bit and then we come back. He probably has like a little party up there, like saying, yeah. you know, hugging us and just wishing us so much love. So, anyway, and I also think it's interesting to think about um, what the prodigal son was feeling. I mean, I think he wanted, he probably wanted to go home for a really long time, but because of embarrassment and then because of pride, he was worried that he would not be received. And then just how, how wonderful that must have felt when he, you know, caught his father's eye and his father ran to him to be like, here I thought my dad was going to be mad at me, but he's just so excited to see me. And I think that that's how Heavenly Father is too. All right, so my second quote that I chose um, is towards the middle. And it says, there is no threshold of perfection you must obtain to, in order to qualify for God's grace. Your prayers do not have to be loud or eloquent or grammatically correct in order to reach heaven. In truth, God does not show favoritism. The things the world values mean nothing to him. He knows your heart and he loves you regardless of your title, financial net worth, or your number of Instagram followers. As we incline our hearts to our Heavenly Father and draw near to him, we will, fear hi we will feel him draw near to us. We are his beloved children, even those who reject him. And I love that quote. Cool. I was like... Look at Dieter. He is spitting truth today. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that so listen up, y'all. I know. I love you it. Drop the mic. You could have finished that talk there and be like, boom. Drop I know. The mic. mic drop. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so Rochelle, what stood out to you on that on that little quote? Well, that that was not a little quote. That was a powerful yeah. quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would probably say um, when he says. God does not show favoritism. Um, I think that it really struck me because I have a lot of friends who are women of color, you know, they're black or they're Hispanic or um, Native American. And I know that they were really appreciative and um, they really respected that uh, in last journal conference, the October conference, um, a lot of the apostles and the prophet himself came forward and I feel like a lot of times the apostles have said, you know, we need to treat everybody equally. God loves everybody equally. But in this last general conference, um, President Nelson and a couple of others explicitly, you know, they didn't sugarcoat it this time. They said racism and well, racism will not be tolerated in our church. So mm -hmm. if you have racist thoughts in your heart or if you have those kind of thoughts or feelings, that's something that you need to work through because Christ does not accept that and our church doesn't accept it. And I know that from speaking to a couple of my friends that that really just meant a lot to them that 
they spoke so openly and candidly about it and didn't let people read through the lines. They wanted it to be very, very clear. So I yes. like that a lot. Thank you. Yes, that's so true. That is so true. So do you want to do you want to know my um, second quote? Yes. So it's kind of nice. It's actually like little ideas. Um, you know how to make the world a better place and how to come back. You know. Um, to do the best that you can to go to church or to be more spiritual or to know more mm-hmm. um, or to return, you know? Well, yeah. And so, the whole conference, its focus is to come and belong. And sometimes you're like, okay, that sounds good. How do I do that though? You know, how do I do that? Yeah. How do I go back? And it doesn't mean like you come back to our church. It means that just come back to any religious. Well, um, and just come back to Christ. Yeah. Belong, you know? Yeah. So he says over here, you're, your faith will, will deepen and grow more resilient and more capable of withstanding the turbulence of unexpected trials of life. Okay, because we all have trials. Yeah. And it says, how do we start? How do we start? There are so many ways. So I'm going to read you what it says, but then I'm just going to like modify it a little bit for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says we invite you to read the Book of Mormon. Now, if you are not a member of our church, well, if you want one, let me know. I'll get you one. Yeah. <laughs> if not, read the scriptures. You know, the Bible is so beautiful. One of my favorite, you know, one of my favorites is I love the Old Testament. Yeah. I know that it's deep, 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 but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the Old Testament and, you know, and just talk to us because we love it. Yeah. Uh, the other one that he says, we invite you to spend some time at comeuntochrist.org. I love that. And I'm going to say that again, comeuntochrist.org. The third point that he said was to invite the missionaries. Um, I love that because it doesn't matter what faith or religion you belong to. They all have missionaries. They mm-hmm. all have ways to talk about doctrinal. So, uh, I mean, uh, they all have the same, the same goal. They have a message of hope and healing. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so wonderful about it. You know, that if you don't know how to start, go and talk to people that have dedicated their lives to learn about the gospel, to talk about love, to talk about Jesus, yeah. you know, to talk about faith, to talk about happiness. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. And then, um, you know, and the one of the ones is come to church. That was the last one. Yeah. Actually get up on Sunday or maybe Saturday night and go to church. That's very important because in church, you will find a community. You will find a family of people who are not so different from you. You know, we're all looking for that sense of belonging, for that sense of connection and spirituality. So yes, come to church. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. love that you said that because um, Rylan has been asking me a lot of questions lately, probably just because of all the, you know, social unrest in our country. I think she's hearing things, picking things up from school and, you know, she's just noticing things more. So like we're at the store or something and she sees somebody that's different than her. She says, you know, why is that person different? And we have been trying to figure out how to approach that in a way that's going to be age appropriate. And what Brian and I finally decided to say, and I don't know if it's right. If somebody else has a way that they would teach it better, I definitely welcome that. Um, but what we've said is yes, people look different. Not everybody's going to be the same. Um, God loves variety. And I mean, if you had a box of crayons and all the crayons are the same color, that would be pretty boring when all your pictures would look the same. Um, and God's the same way. He doesn't want to draw a picture with one color. He wants lots of colors because that makes things special. 
And I said, we need to recognize that there are differences and we need to embrace the differences, but we also need to realize that we have so much more in common than we have that are different. And one thing that we all have in common is that we want connection and we want friends. So even if somebody's a different color than you or, you know, has different abilities than you, I mean, it doesn't matter. They still want friends. They still want kindness and they still want respect. So that's kind of helped Ryland. She she even says it to us now. She'll be like, there was a girl at my school today and she was in a wheelchair. And I was like, oh, tell me more about that. And she's like, well, at first I wasn't sure if I should ask her to play with us. But then I remembered what you told me that even though she's different than me, she still wants friends. And so I went and talked to her and I just thought that was really cute. So that is good parenting there, Rochelle. But if other people have another way to explain it, let me know. All right. So I love the part about um, perfection. He talks mm-hmm. about that you don't have to be perfect to belong somewhere. And he says in part of his talk, he says, you might be thinking, I have made so many mistakes, so many mistakes, excuse me, in my life. I'm not sure if I could ever feel like I belong in the church of Jesus Christ or in the church. God couldn't be interested in someone like me. Boy, that's a mistake. Eh, wrong. Uh, <laughs> God didn't want to find a perfect person to come to church. If he had, we would still be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> or he would still be waiting. Yeah. He would still be waiting. So no, perfection is not a qualification that you have to apply to go to church. No. We're trying to be better. We're trying to reach perfection someday, very far, far, far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just need to have the desire to go to church and to be better. Well, and I also think that we try to view the word perfection under a worldly lens um, and perfection in our church. And I think in a lot of churches, it doesn't actually mean perfect the way that we think. It's kind of annoying that perfect means it one way in the world, Mm -hmm. but perfection in, in the gospel means a feeling of wholeness. It doesn't mean like, oh, I make all the great bread and my hair is always great. And I have Instagram. My life is an Instagram square. Like it just means that you feel whole and complete inside. So, yes, because he only says our part is to love and serve God and to love and serve God's children. Mm -hmm. So simple. You know, we have a lot of love in our life and Heavenly Father loves us. I mean, we discussed last time that he knows us by name. Mm -hmm. So, um, and to serve others, what we talked about in our first podcast about caring and compassion and charity. So as you do so, God will encircle you with his love, joy, and certain guidance through through this life, even under the most serious circumstances and even beyond. So do you have any final thoughts, Rachel? Okay. So one thing that I wanted to bring up before we wrapped up is um, I know that sometimes for myself, and maybe you feel this way too sometimes, um, a lot of times I feel underqualified and either for church or as a mom or, you know, as a neighbor or somebody in my community or like my job, I feel underqualified. I have those doubts and some confidence things. Um, but I love... Uh, when Dieter F. Uchtdorf um, quotes Thomas S. Monson, who was the prophet that we had before our current prophet, um, uh, Russell M. Nelson, and he was quoted as saying these words of advice. He said, quote, whom the Lord calls, the Lord qualifies, end quote. And that just gives me a lot of confidence and encouragement that even though I don't feel qualified sometimes, um, through Christ, I will be qualified. 
and he'll help me get there. You know, because in our church, we have callings. Mm-hmm. We have callings we serve, we don't get paid. No one gets paid people in our church. Yes, no, it doesn't matter. Work. Even the person of the church doesn't get paid. Yeah. So, um, you know, it says we accept calls to serve, teach, plan, administer, and administer. These opportunities allows us to grow in spirit, mind, and character. So, you know, when we when we accept that calling, when we whatever it is that you accept the calling, it could be for your life, it could be to be a better parent, it could be anything that you want. It could be a, a calling in, in the church that you go to. You know, I, I mean, come on. I my my calling was to teach seminary online. I didn't even know how to turn a computer on. Yeah, she's old okay, people. So she's not need a computer. <laughs> I was not qualified to do that. But I learned, you know, I said, I just went like that country song. Take the wheel. Take the <laughs> wheel because I'm going to Jesus. Take the wheel because I'm going for it. You call me to do this. You obviously know that I can do this. Yeah. I just have to like, you know, prepare myself to do it and to believe in myself. So yeah. yes, he qualified me to do it. We're I'm a lot tougher than we think we are. And we need to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations and out of our comfort zone so that we can realize that we're tougher than we think that we are so it takes a lot of prayer and I guess I was also going to say um the focus of this talk is come and belong and I know that sometimes it can be daunting and intimidating to go into a situation where you feel like you're an outcast and you feel like you're different than the people that are there um but you're needed there because we want variety and in order to achieve variety, we have to have variety there already. So you might be able to reach out to somebody and touch somebody's lives the way that nobody else could because of your unique differences, because of your unique life experiences and who you are. So embrace who you are. Don't conform. You're needed just the way that you are. I know. And you know what? Yes, I am very extroverted and somebody might need that, but I also need introverted people in my life to calm me down. Hello, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my final thought, it is, it is towards the end of his talk. He mm-hmm. says, what then is your and my part? Mm-hmm. He says, it is to learn of Jesus Christ, to study his words, to hear him and to follow him by actively participating in this great work. I invite you to come and belong. Love that. Love it. Love that. Because then he is a promise. And I love when um, apostles give promises over the pulpit. I just love it because, you know, you embrace them. And he says, as you do so, God will encircle you with his love, joy, and certain guidance through this life even under the most serious circumstances and even beyond. So it kind of goes what you were talking about, Rochelle. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We had such a fun time discussing this talk with you. Um, Elder Uchtdorf's talks are always so refined, but also so down to earth and welcoming. His talks always leave us feeling inspired and give us such a boost. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Latter Day Heart to Heart. On both locations, we'll be posting a question that we'll love for you to answer if you're feeling brave. Are you feeling brave? Rochelle, do you have a question? Do you have something to ask of us? Okay, so this week I kind of wanted to do something that wasn't a question but more like a challenge. So this week we would challenge you to find something that you are uncomfortable with. Um, Maybe push yourself out of your comfort zone 
and just, you know, do a little experiment. Push yourself out of your comfort zone and see how tough you can be. So maybe there's something that's been bothering you lately, like, oh, I wish I was more uh, social. Like when I go pick up my kids from school, I wish that I would reach out to somebody. Issue yourself a challenge. Be like, every day that I pick my kid up from school this week, I'm going to try to initiate a tiny conversation with somebody there and then just push yourself out of your comfort zone and you'll see how tough you are. And then come back and comment with your experience and we might just give you a shout out next time. That is so funny because like for her, that is really hard. Like you guys don't understand for her. That is really hard for me. It's like, I want to do that challenge. That's super easy. For I know, me. but you have to pick something that would be hard for you. Maybe I, maybe I should just stop talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a challenge for me. It would be a challenge, but I don't think it's possible. So <laughs> I'm going to have to think about my challenges because Social stuff is not a challenge for me. It's a challenge for me. If it were up to me, I'd be in my closet all day. So, <laughs> which is where she is That's right where now. Where I am right now. Like the best acoustics. <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna have to think about that. You know what? I'll post it on the Facebook page. Yes. What the challenge is gonna be for me this week? So I need to have to think because I I'm pretty outgoing. So yeah. we'll see. But anyway, I am so happy that we did this today, Rochelle. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love doing it. It's fun. Um, we hope that you had a fun time with us today. We had a fun time with you guys. And we hope that you felt a little bit of peace from our oftentimes busy and chaotic lives. We love you and we can't wait to meet with you again next Thursday when we'll discuss another inspiring conference talk.